what did they say? Third time's a charm? More like 30. Let's see if you can get it right this time. Hey, it's Sachit, and this is The Conscious Creator Show. Through exclusive interviews with authors, actors, entrepreneurs, musicians, other podcasters, and all kinds of creators, we'll explore how to make a life through your art without selling your soul. The creative side of business and the business side of being a creator, if you will. We've got a host of amazing partners like Brain.fm and other amazing companies. So head on over to creators.show, that's C-R-E-A-T-O-R-S dot show to get new episodes, exclusive guides, partner deals, and more. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode where I talk with my good friend, Zach, and creator of one of my favorite brands, especially locally in Austin, Live a Great Story. So Live a Great Story is a community of impact-driven creators that are growing passionate and scalable ideas. And in this episode, you really see behind the heart of a creator and, and really like what drives someone to create. So Zach has been doing Live a Great Story for five plus years. And we start off by Zach sharing a really emotional story about how when he was at his grandfather's funeral, that moment when Reese Witherspoon actually shared some of his Live a Great Story content and how it kept him going. I'm seriously getting chills as I think about that moment. We talk about Zach's guiding principles and sort of what keeps him going and how he decides what to pursue. How the pursuit of being an entrepreneur for him is really about the continuing journey of overcoming adversity. How Zach really believes in like like really finding what fuels you to keep going. And for him, it's sweating a little bit each day from running or exercise. Zach talks about how he found the inspiration for his brand after backpacking through Europe for seven months and started off by really just putting up some spray-painted messages around Austin without knowing what it would become. And now it's just become this global movement. Recently, how like Zach actually realized the value of Live a Great Story and their messaging and, and sort of like how he realized it's been a little bit disconnected for a while. So he's reconnecting to his core audience and top customers to realign. He also shares uh, multiple stories about just learning how to ask for help. And I think we all have this thing where like we think creators work alone and all of the stuff happens alone, but the best creators I know really build a support network around them. And just the way Zach has done that and just gotten his community together is really amazing. We also share an amazing story about how Zach, while he was out and about, met someone who actually has had a live a great story tattoo. And I think that's just so amazing that He's created this brand that people want to get tattoos of. I think that sort of brand loyalty, loyalty companies pay millions of dollars to get and still don't have. And he's just, he's been able to do that because of the way he's created the brand. One of my favorite quotes from Zach is where he talks about how they're not aiming for a star when they're launching. It's more a constellation or a cluster of stars and it's pretty far away. So you don't actually know what it's going to look like until you get there, but heading in that direction is taking you the right way. And I think that's super important because a lot of times we have all of these goals and we try and achieve the singular goal. And what I'm realizing now, it's it's more you sort of set this direction because if you're too focused on one thing, you, you'll miss the magic that might happen along the way. And just the way Zach thinks about that is is amazing and fascinating. So I hope you enjoy this episode and see you next week. Zach. Thank you so much for being on and welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Sasha. It's excited to be here, man. Awesome. We have spent a few times together at one of our friends' place, Eric's place, the Ocean Lab in Austin, which if you're in Austin, you should go check out. And you told me a really interesting story the last time we were there. And it's just such an amazing story, so I wanted to start with that. Tell me about the Reese Witherspoon story. Yeah, this is this is a crazy story and really I think is is a is a very cool one, which I also try actually not to share too much because it's it's I've heard that, you know, there's certain magic in, in stories and the more you tell them, sometimes they can lose their magic. And this is one that's for sure like a really emotional and deep one. So I always think about that side of it, but then I also think the value of it and, and what it actually means to me. And, and so anyway, it's, it's kind of a double-sided idea, but really the, the Reese Witherspoon story is a pretty wild one. It was, I'd started Live a Great Story about maybe six to eight months before my grandfather got sick. And so I was, you know, Live a Great Story has, has been rolling for a little bit, a lot of street art, a lot of reminders out in the world, kind of the Instagrams rolling a little bit. And it, there had been a moment where my friend, had, had sent me down on the couch. She's like, hey man, like the, the first moment of I think I have something here was with this guy sitting on the couch. He's like, hey man, you're you're doing something right. Like keep going, right? And that was kind of like the first time that I realized that, you know, I was onto something. And so second time, it was uh my it was a couple months later, my grandfather had ended up passing away. And it was a really intense experience where and I felt really connected to him kind of as as like a passing of of souls almost, or like energy. I felt really like his last name is my middle name. And so definitely like felt super connected. And so when he passed away, I, I kind of felt this rush of energy come over me of like pursue and, you know, continue journeys and inspiration and like this desire to like really commit to live a great story. You know, he was a figure who had, you know, had been decently successful and then would risk again to, accomplish something and then like maybe win or lose, risk it again, win or lose, risk it again. And so throughout this, you know, throughout his life, he continually like put things on the line. And so um, he ended up passing away. And, and when that happened, I, I really felt this kind of energy of, of like, you got to go for this, Zach. Like this is, you know, you got to risk it. You can't, you know, half-ass this anymore. Like you got to really go for it. And I, and I felt just called to, to really give it my 100,000%, right? I, I remember saying to myself, like, I'm going to keep doing Live a Great Story until I literally cannot do it anymore, which actually really said that Nipsey quote uh, that we were talking about. But, and so it, it was wild because I kind of had that like spiritual kind of overcoming moment of like feeling that really deeply. And so we were at his, uh, at his funeral and I was in, in the funeral and towards the end of it, my phone just started vibrating like crazy, just like blowing up. And I kept like silencing it, silencing it, silencing it. And, uh, and then I ended up walking outside after the funeral and, you know, like of course checked my phone and it was, you know, dozens of my friends and friends, girlfriends texting me uh, that Reese Witherspoon had just posted a picture of live a great story in new Orleans. And it was such an insane moment. Like I got chills just not thinking about it because it was almost like that. It like, final confirmation of like this is the route right like this is this is the way you have to go and the kind of an omen or a symbol that kind of capped it off is like this is what you're supposed to do and uh, and really just like ever since then like that was the moment that it's just been full steam ahead i'm getting chills just listening to you talk about it and i've heard the story before 
it was a wild man. It was, it was, it was really powerful. Yeah. It, it was definitely an intense one. And I think about it a lot and especially like through the ups and downs of all of this and like continuing to go. And, you know, oftentimes people ask me like, what keeps you motivated? Like, you know, when, you know, why do you keep going? And I reflect to that commitment to really not only myself in that moment and like committing to, to my route, but a lot of times I think about my like lineage or heritage, right? And I think about who are the people that came before me, like my family, you know, my, my ancestors, and would they be proud of who I am, right? Like, are they, are they, you know, then when they're looking down on me from the afterlife, like how do they look at me? And I, I really strive to live in alignment with that. Like I think that they would be proud and they would be, you know, respect what I'm doing. And, and then I also, on the flip side of it, think about who's coming after me. You know, it's like my, my kids, my grandkids, my grand, grandkids, like when they look at me, would they be proud of kind of my route? And so those are kind of two guiding, uh, guiding elements that really I think about often in, in the journey. So we were talking about the, this quote from Nipsey Hussle right before this and the journey. Talk about the journey. Man, the journey is quite, quite the, that's not really all we have, I think. I think it's worth kind of reading the Nipsey quote. It came from, I just, I hadn't heard it. And I wasn't really the biggest Nipsey fan until, uh, like I was familiar, I pretty much only listen to rap music. But for some reason, like his new album came out and I, I didn't really listen to it. And then this, this new quote came from, from after, from, I guess another, it was another like intro or, or like a, something from another album that just came out. And uh, I'm just going to read it because I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie and portray this ultimate poise like I had, like I've been had figured it out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality for me and probably whoever else is going through this, went through this, or is going to go through this. I just didn't quit. I went through every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. I think that's what separates whoever is going to try and go for something. You ain't going to quit. You know, you really have to take the stance of I'm going to die for what I'm going after. And I think it's such a, like a thing, like I, 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 you know, thinking back on it, like that's really the only thing that we have. We have the ride and we have the continued pursuit. And like, you know, so many times you, you think about the dip, you know, like Seth Godin's dip or like, you know, you look at these people who are going, you know, who are now successful and everybody got to the point where they, you know, it was a bleak outlook and, and they didn't have the, you know, their things didn't seem like they were going to work out, but they just kept going, you know, and they pushed through it and they figured it out. And on the other side of, you know, adversity is, is probably more adversity to a certain extent, but it's really like, think about the pursuit and the journey and the ride. It's like, it's filled with moments like this. And I think that life tests you accordingly. Like sometimes it's, you know, when you're, especially in the beginning of your creator's journey or your entrepreneurial journey or even life, right? Like they don't, you don't get tested with things you can't overcome. And, and the more you overcome things, uh, the more you flex that overcoming muscle. And so throughout life, it just keeps showing back up and you, you know, you don't just reach a point where you don't have to ever over, not overcome anything anymore. It's really that continued journey of, of overcoming. And so that Nipsey quote, like I really identifies is like, you, you got to take the stance that you're really going to die for it. And when I heard that the other day, I was just like, it took me right back to that moment of, you know, like that grandfather moment. And it was just like, and I was like, I'm like going to do this until I die. You know, it's like, I can't not do this. 
So getting specific, maybe with an example, when's the time you wanted to quit the most? Take us back there. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning times specifically, you know, in, in hindsight, I don't really even remember the small times. Like there was a lot of them. And, and you know, in the beginning, like trying to figure it out, like I really can't even pick them out anymore. I would have to like really think back to it. But, um, you know, things don't, things aren't easy, right? And like on the ride, like things don't go as they're planned. And when you set out on this, you know, journey of, of building something, it doesn't, you don't ever see the finish line, right? Like you, you see down the road, but it's like that road is constantly changing and evolving. And so, I mean, you know, like sales, not reaching sales, like that's a big one or, or, or like risking something really big and rolling some big dice and that not working out. I mean, you know, definitely right now is actually a pretty intense time where things are like, I'm definitely facing massive, you know, financial obstacles and have made some decisions on, on some marketing, you know, tactics or strategies that haven't quite panned out and things are, are looking pretty bleak in the, uh, in the financial opportunities and just feeling really strapped for cash and, and things. And so, um, you know, it's, it's definitely like one of the deepest, most difficult hurdles to overcome, but you know, this it's, it's moments like this when, you, you know, like seeking counsel from really like smart and successful people or, you know, people further along the journey, you know, like I'm 29, like I'm talking to, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds about this. And, and all of them are like, don't quit. Like, this is really hard. I believe in you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Call me if you think about quitting, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, especially now, like talking about it. Cause like, there's the theory of it, right. When you're like feel when you, you know, people talk about this feeling, like I'm talking about it. Right. But like when you're in it, it's like a totally different thing. And like really, you know, like pretty much on a daily basis, I'm like, I feel really good. have great conversations. And then, you know, look at my balance sheet or whatever. And I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> and, but it's like, you know, you got to figure it out. And like, I'm going to figure it out. We all have the opportunity to figure out, like, you just got to keep going. And I think what's interesting is about what you've described as for maybe someone looking from the outside, you've got this amazing brand that you've built up over the last five years. So it's really easy to see that and see the Instagram and assume that everything's perfect. I think that happens to a lot of us as creators too, is we look at others and we're like, oh, this, they're doing perfectly. We're, we're the only ones that are like going through this. And, and the reality is that everyone is going through something. Totally. In those moments, sort of how do you tactically keep yourself going, whether it's like friends or what do you do to make sure day to day that you're, you're staying the course? I really think it's about figuring out what you need to stay the course. Like what are those elements that fuel you, right? Or fuel each of us. And, you know, for me, it's like a little bit of sweating, right? Like now, you know, I'm in a downtime. It's like, I need to like, I need to sweat. I need to run, I need to work out, do something. So, you know, now that I'm like facing this, it's like running every day, you know, um, I think it's breathing and I think it's really about talking about it. What happens is, you know, everybody else thinks from the outside that it might be perfect or that we're doing so well or, you know, whatever from, from outside looking in. But it's, I think that being, you know, radically honest about the situation and talking to people, you know, I tell people, I'm like, yo, here's where we're at. Like, here's the numbers. You know, I don't, I'm not really 
you know, afraid to like share where we're at. And, and, you know, some people it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's nothing. Like, you know, like <laughs> I was sharing with a friend of mine, Sam from brain juice. He's the founder of brain juice. And they're like, you know, in a couple thousand stores across the country and like, you know, seemingly doing really well. And I'm like, yeah, man, I owe a bunch of money. He's like, yeah, man, me too. <laughs> and, he's, and he told me the story about Elon Musk, you know, and how Elon like in his first company, like whatever X, what, what, not X, uh, whatever his first one was like zip two? almost zip two. Yeah. Zip two almost ran out of money and like, you know, then he, you know, the, the, you know, Tesla, like, production was stalled like months and months and months and they almost missed payroll and like, you know, that almost happened. And then, you know, three of the rockets exploded for the first Tesla or uh, SpaceX rocket launches. And then like, that fourth one did launch. They were like, you know, he was broke, right? Like he was all out for all of his like hundreds of millions of dollars into his own company and like, you know, and it works and it could have gone the other way. But I think, you know, you know, tactically talking about how do you like stay on point? It's like, anybody that you look up to any author or, you know, successful business person or, you know, public figure, whoever, you know, teacher, whatever, like anybody's been through this. And I, and I always remind myself that like, I'm not special. This is not like only happening to me, like everybody, this like adversity is, is really what life's about. And it's, it's about how you handle it. Oh man, I had another great, great quote today. I can't remember. Let me try to remember it here in a second, but I think like that's it. It's like take like deep breaths and like remember like you know we're here to have we're here to live you know and it's like it's not about like being successful like I don't think that we get to that point of like success right like success is a daily thing if you did all you could today and you go to sleep tonight and you feel like today was a success then that's like life right if you just do that day after day after day then you know it's about it's about aligning with yourself to figure that out. That's amazing and I think I think one thing that you said was really interesting is just the idea of just breathe because. Sometimes it is those simple things about making sure you get a workout in and, and you're breathing and you're eating right. You, you've had an incredible journey and we'll dive more deep into it. But I'm curious, like, how has that affected you personally? Like, that, talk about that evolution of a founder, because I think that's something people don't see. Yeah, I think being an entrepreneur or, you know, this is called, you know, conscious creators, right? And I think that there's kind of a... I always think about artists and, and, and entrepreneurs, right? And and so I definitely consider myself like a creative in some way and also an entrepreneur in other ways. So it's, it's an interesting one. But I think, you know, as creators in general, you know, and, and as life evolves, right? Like I've been doing this for, you know, five and a half years or whatever, been trying to do this for 10, you know, like I started this in high school and, you know, I've been definitely on this like entrepreneurial route for a long time. And you know, we mature and grow, grow with our business and grow as humans and grow with, you know, life perspectives and understandings and things. And, you know, for me, like Live A Great Story has like the meaning of it and what it's about and, you know, the value of it has for sure evolved through my journey. And, and really like, especially recently and thinking about kind of our brand and what the values are and who, who we are as a, as, as a company, what we're going to do and the impact we want to make. I'm like, the, the way that I think about that is so different than how I thought about it five years ago. And, you know, it's much more holistic, much more universal, much more inclusive and, and, you know, welcoming and not that it ever wasn't that, but just like the, the realness of how that looks now is so different. And it's cool to feel that, you know, like, 
looking back to this, you know, five years ago and just like walking around the streets with, you know, basically street art materials and, and breaking the law a couple nights a week to put up this inspiration. Can you talk more about that and how that came off, came around and started? Yeah. So the early days. Yeah. The, I mean, Live a Great Story started on the streets and uh, I, I got back from traveling from a seven month trip to Europe where I was just kind of vagabonding around. And I was really inspired by all the people that I had met on that journey and just like all the conversations with, you know, all the races and nationalities and languages and religions and, you know, all the differences of humans that are out there. You know, once you leave Austin, Texas, you, you realize that there's a bunch of people out there that don't talk like you, don't look like you, don't believe what you believe. And so having really cool conversations like that really inspired me. And so when I got back from that trip, I was just super inspired. And so I grabbed a can of red spray paint and, you know, hit the streets and threw up a couple of, of cursive tags, I guess you could say. And, and one of them said, live a great story. And essentially people just started taking pictures of it and they really liked it. And it resonated with people and, on, you know, started spreading through Instagram. And I basically kept, kept putting it up and it evolved, turned into kind of the logo that it looks now, the circle with the simple words. And in the beginning, like, you know, talking about the evolution of all this, I didn't know what it was, right? And I probably still don't know what it is. Like six years later, I might not ever fully understand it, but that's, that's another note. But I just knew that it was resonating and it was hitting with people. And so kept putting it up and, and, and like, I would just walk around the streets. I was working, you know, at a bar at a pretty like low level job, but was just, you know, inspired to, to keep figuring it out. And so I walk around the streets and just like we paste these little great story reminders kind of across the, the city. And um, that was in San Diego. And then I come back to Austin, go out, you know, two, three, four a.m., do the same here, you know, go up to L.A., do it there, San Francisco, and just kind of like hit the streets. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of kept putting it up and it kept spreading and kept evolving. And now like six years later or whatever, it's still evolving, but has, has just not kind of kept like hitting people kind of in the right way to, to really like give people that nudge of encouragement. You've talked a lot about how the sort of like the brands evolved. And I think when we start, we have this idea of what something can be. And then obviously it changes. How do you sort of balance that in terms of like figuring things out and, and having a plan versus just seeing where things go? I heard it described pretty cool recently. as like, you're, we're not aiming for a star, you know, like when we're, when we're launching, launching, we're not aiming to get to this one point. It's more like, like a constellation or like a cluster of stars. And cause that, that's pretty far away. So we don't really know what it's going to look like when we get there, but heading in that direction is, is taking us in the right way. And so I think that's like kind of an interesting one because it's definitely involved. Like I kind, of, I kind of think back to the original website and like, if you scroll all the way back to the beginning, all of it was like black and white, right? Like the logo is black and white. Um, kind of, it was like street art. So it was all kind of secretive, you know, it was very like very monotone kind of not, not so much. It was just, it was more sneaky and, and more, you know, more on the streets. And so it's evolved like now super colorful and, you know, very much like people and, and people's faces and good energy and things like that. And it not, it's not that it wasn't that in the beginning, it just, it needed to grow and start somewhere to get to where it is now. And uh, so things like evolve and change. And I think it's, which is life, right? Like who we thought we were going to be when we were 10 or, you know, graduating high school or graduating college or whatever. Like if you look at the milestones all along, 
they most likely haven't stayed the same, right? And even if they have stayed the same, they still look very different. And so I think life's all about conscious evolution and, and like touching base with yourself and thinking about who you are and what you're doing and where you're going and what makes you happy and what makes you sad and what makes you grow. And, you know, like that's life. And I think that's also what businesses, it's, it's, it's that same like touching base with your business's values, your business's, you know, evolution, your business's impact, your business's customers. It's like a constant touching base so that you're not really aiming for this like set finish line. It's, it's a constant evolution of just like trying to cross the mountain, right? And you've got to figure it out. There's not really a path. And, and as long as you're in line with that and keep touching base, then, you know, ideally you're headed in the right direction. So what are some examples when you had to do that? I mean, right now is a great one. I've, I've, you know, we're kind of at this point where like I realize some things are broken, really some things are broken in a lot of our processes and like storytelling for our brand, like, and, and just, you know, now in, in hindsight, it's kind of very uh, clear, you know, like, and I'm like, wow, how did I not realize this earlier? But really the message that we're talking about to like, you know, who we are and how we're portraying it isn't very, like very aligned. And so, you know, if you meet me or, you know, you came to the Live a Great Story conference or, you know, you have stickers and you put them on your water bottle or computer or phone or whatever, that feeling and that energy and the stories that come out of that aren't what we're talking about forward facing. And so there's definitely like a misalignment with like, the energy and the feelings and the the impact of what we're doing and what the site is is talking about. And so right now I'm like like and it's glaringly obvious and you know that now that it's obvious, it's obvious why we're in the situation that we're in and we just kind of like miss some some serious touches to understand this. And now we're learning it <laughs> definitely at a pretty high cost. And so um, really just going back through, like I, I messaged 10 of our top customers today, personally, you know, um, I went through, read all of our like surveys from, you know, a recent uh, customer survey that we did and, you know, messaged a bunch of people and I've just trying to been like really focused on analyzing the things that I've been missing. And so like really touching base with our core audience and our core, you know, our core community really of, of what they, who they are, what they want, what, what, how are we serving them and how can we continue to do that? And, uh, you know, it's, it's about six months too late, <laughs> um, but better late than never. Better late than never. And, and I think it's amazing that you are doing that. Cause I think a lot of times when we're creators, we're so attached to our art that we don't really talk to people. Um, we're like, this is our art. Right. So I think this idea of creating this feedback loop where you're listening to your customers and when you're learning from them, from them is so important. What are like some things that you learned maybe through this process that were like super surprising? Through this most recent kind of response? Or in general, or in general. I think that the biggest realization is that connections of or one thing I've been trying to figure out with our brand is that there's, it attracts so many different people. So like our community is such a wide range of audiences and they look kind of different. They look very different. You know, we have kids all the way up to like retirees and people like our avid fans for this reason or that reason or whatever. And they look really different. 
And I've been having, and, and, bef- and before this like most recent deep dive, I was not really, I didn't spend too much time trying to understand why or, or, or what that, that like core reason was. And so, and recently I realized that I, I've come to the realization that the through line of, of humanity really is a lot of like very similar themes, even though we go through, we, there's a lot of relatability in the experiences that we go through. They might look different, like our health issues or our finance issues or our relationships, they might look different, but there's such a commonality of the experience of like suffering and pain and hurt and confusion and, you know, stagnation. And then there's action and learning and growth and coming out the other side and really like the hero's journey really in all of our lives looks different, but can be so relatable on on another note. And so now it's about how can we tell these stories that kind of meet people in these different areas of where they're at, what they're trying to do, um, what are they going through, what have they gone through, um, what are they excited about, and, and really tie those together so that we can have those, you know, 21-year-olds in college talking to like the 44-year-olds, you know, or, you know, the, the, the late 20 millennials talking to the retirees and, and not so much and it's not, a, they're not really different, you know, we're all going through same things. And so, um, it's been a cool, cool understanding. And it's like, almost like this veil has been lifted that I like, have been trying to figure this out. And now that I like, I'm going through this situation and like all of the struggles that we're in, it's like been that route to like, help me see this in like a very cool way. And, you know, also like some of the people that are helping me go through it, and like how they were, how they came up and like asking for help. It's just been really cool to kind of see that, that, that come to life. Can you share an example of that? Cause I think a lot of people listening, like are really like, and I've had that same thing, which is like really bad at asking for help. So can you share maybe a story of that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I looked at my balance sheet one day and I was like, Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> and so I basically wrote a list of about 10 people down and I was like, I need to talk to all these people. And I just, you know, there are people that have you know been mentors in certain ways and, you know, really just friends. And I just hit them up and I was like, Hey, Oh, you know, it's hitting the fan. We need to talk. And, and just, you know, sat down with them and, and, you know, very clearly was like, here's where we're at. And, and it's just, it's just cool to, to do that really with no, I don't even know, like no, no expectation really, or just like, you know, whatever, just, just like openness and, and the answers that have come back have been really cool. And like, to be able to think about it in these different ways, has been like the responses and they've all kind of stimulated me in, in different ways. Like, you know, yesterday I talked to someone and his answers were like super vague and you know, really questioning and, and no real like suggestions. And, uh, and I was, you know, but they, but hit the way that he, the way that our conversation progressed is that, you know, I, he, he was very general, but it was helping me, you know, he was asking good questions that made me think differently. And then whereas other people are like, what about this? Try this. Have you thought about this? Like, you know, very specific and detailed and those kind of stimulated my ideas in a totally different way. So I've been thinking about that kind of ideas, like who, who are the people that you would, like if you had to make that list of, yo, like it's intense, like life's really hard, like I'm in a really tough situation, who, who's those, who are those 10 people that you would hit up, you know? And who's that list? 
And I think that's a really quite like exercise because I don't think you have to practice it when you're totally down in the dip. You know, you can practice it when you're up top, you know, like I think that's probably a mistake I made as I was cruising high, you know, seemingly and, and thought I could handle it all, but I didn't, didn't do the same exercise of, of reaching out to people and asking advice. What I love in that is just your openness in doing that. And I think for, for people listening, if, if they just take this away from, from the interview, which is no matter if you're down or you're cruising high, like we, we all think we can do it alone, but we can't. And like Zach did, make that list, make that list of 10 people and then reach out and then be open toward with them and, and share because you might find magic. And it's really hard to do. Like, was it hard for you to do that? to be that open with them? No, I, pra- I practice it a lot. Like I, I try not to hide anything. and I'm, I'm not very closed off. And, you know, I really, with my family or my girlfriend or in general relationships, like I think that communication is really the essence of life. And so practicing that and being open is, you know, not always the easiest, but I think it's the most important. And so, you know, communication is, is key and, you know, that looks different for everybody, but, you know, I, I think that I've, I've done that a bunch and I've really flexed that muscle quite a bit. So it really wasn't, you know, it's, it's funny. Like you're like, this is the number that I am down, you know, <laughs> like that's like an intense thing to share, but it, it's, it's cool to be able to do that. And no one really cares about the money, you know, it's like, that's, that's like, especially when you're, counting on people you care about that's like it's 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 other more important things and so it, it's it's kind of irrelevant at that point yeah and I just again i love the openness something i want to jump to is like you talked about the connection in the community and one thing i just admire about your brand is is the way you're now starting to bring people together because i think that's really what people are hurting for so can you talk about your conference just sort of how it started and what it was and, and how that experience was because you've shown me some of the clips and the the you can you can feel the connection just from from watching like 10 seconds so talk about that because i think that's something that a lot of people are trying to do and and take inspiration from yeah i think you know the root of the conference came from this idea of connecting with like-minded movers and shakers right and I feel insanely grateful to be surrounded by, you know, an amazing community of people. And we're constantly talking about what's important. We're constantly backing each other up, sharing, you know, connecting, talking about ideas, all these things. And I realized that, you know, I have a great group of people, but there's also more people out there that I would like to connect with, but they're usually like these like one degree separation people, right? Like how we got connected, you know, we're like, we have so many one degrees, but we never got connected. And so I was like, how can I build this idea where, you know, we can all connect with those one degree connections in a really cool environment and atmosphere um, that's really focused all about connections. Like that was it. It's like, whenever I talked to people about it, it was like all about like, just, you know, pretty much connect with the people that you, that you're looking for and and to create a space for that that is is open it is you know on an even playing field it's you know peer peer voiced right like that was a big part of it it was like there's no gurus here you know you're not listening to some like 
person from the crowd who's just preaching at you from stage. It was like, no, we're like all in this together. You know, it doesn't matter like your level of success. Like, you know, you can still work on your relationships. You know, you can still, you know, think about your health. You can still, you know, improve your business or whatever. So we had really at the, at the root of it, it was all about connection and then on top of that, that really like the delivery vehicle were these like 90 minute workshops, which were once again designed for connection. It wasn't, it wasn't like a speaker where you're just passively listening. It was active discussions and, you know, small groups and like a, a cool environment where you're able to connect for 90 minutes with other people. And, and so, you know, that was kind of the idea going into it and it, it worked. Like it was an amazing day and like, that energy of, of connecting with people and the flow and, you know, how people left there with numbers and, and, you know, follow-ups and, and business ideas and, you know, whatever it was, like everybody left there like, feeling really energized and connected. And so it was, it was an amazing day, like to, to see it come to life in that way and to like invite people into that energy and for everybody to come, like it was just, it was next level. So someone listening might think that you guys, because you have all, already have the following and all, the conference was probably like pr- pretty easy to just put together and just happened. Definitely not. <laughs> you're, you're smiling and you're like, no. So can, can you talk more about the process and, and sort of the ups and downs of that? Because if, if someone's listening and they want to do something similar, like bring people together, what can they learn from what you experienced? We about organized it in about two and a half months. So it was a really, you know, in the grand scheme of it all, it was very fast. And even about a month of that, I was out of town. And and then, you know, kind of our like second in command, she lives in a different city and, and we didn't have any volunteers. I mean, there were so many things that like have learned out of it. But I think the one of like some of the biggest things are, you know, keep it simple. Ours actually was application based. And people had jumped through a bunch of hoops to get there, which was definitely a good thing for this one because it was able to keep it small and we were able to keep that intimacy, but it cost, you know, caused a lot of issues. Um, so just like keep it simple. And I would say start small. Like if you don't have a big community, which, you know, this was all Austin people for the most part. Some people came in from, from different places, but, you know, like, you don't need to rent a huge venue, you know, or spend a bunch of money on, you know, the, the experience. Like, you know, I also have people that are like, dude, we would have came and hung out in a field and it would have been just as cool. You know, we were in a really cool old school house and, you know, it was, it was an amazing venue, but it, it was, it was not so much about that. It was really about the energy and the people. So definitely like, you know, keep it simple, more planning than you think, logistically I had an amazing boots on the ground, like event planner who, you know, crushed the experience part of it of like chairs and tents and, you know, setting up food and, and all of that stuff. Like she, she was an amazing person, you know, so I think find finding the person that can complement your skills. Like I was out there selling it, you know, I was like talking with people, you know, going to events, like passing out. We had these like liver great story coins and, you know, it's just like, I was on the ground, like hustling to get people there. And I knew that when, when people showed up, it was going to be awesome. It was just about selling that vision and then having someone else that could back it up with like logistics and, and all the things that I couldn't. So definitely like a, a team of people and take a little bit longer than you think to, to actually like make it happen. Talk about the, the team part. Cause I think one thing that I saw from that was 
you were able to just bring a lot of amazing people together to help you. And let's say like someone's out there, they're, they're creating alone. Like, how do they do that? How do they build that tribe of supporters? So, I mean, we only had three people that did that conference. So there was me, Kelly and Seal who really like manned it. So it was definitely like a really small team. We didn't really have any volunteers, you know, like had a lot of, but had a lot of people on our side. I think mm-hmm. all of the, the speakers, not speakers, workshop hosts. So we had about nine workshops that went down and all of those were local, you know, badass people that are kind of figures in the community. So they were all on our side. They're all friends and, and good people. And so, but it was really about, you know, like, I think that's out of that lesson. It's like, yeah, do it with good people that you can trust that are on your side that are fighting for you. And, and when you can, they'll fight for you, you can fight for them. And so, I mean, that's the kind of the essence of what a community is. And that's what we started with and definitely like could not have done it without like also like the workshop hosts and, you know, our early adopters who, who were there, like, you know, we announced it, they bought tickets, like all those people were, were epic in the, in the experience. And that's all, that's all the homies, you know? And yeah, it just looked amazing. When you were starting out, like if we go back to Zach starting out, live a great story, tagging at night, jumping around, is this sort of like what you had imagined or how would you feel if you knew this is what you, you'd built? I definitely had no idea that this is where we would go, you know, and it's had like these moments of understanding it, you know, I call them like, like butterfly moments or kind of like lightning flashes where you kind of have that alignment, you know, or everything just like straightens out and you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. But you know, once again, for example, can you share some examples of those? Actually, there's this really cool time. Well, one of the coolest times that I, I, I felt that moment and it, and it was really like, it was in New York and I was with, I was with my friend who lived there. I was just visiting and we were like in Brooklyn and walking around and, and I guess like somehow Casey Neistat came up. And so I was like, dude, I think Casey is in New York. Like he has a Brooklyn office and and I and I had oh, I had sent him like some little great story stuff beforehand, and so I was like, dude, his address is online. Like we could go sneak into his building. Like we can go find his office. So we like Googled it. It was not too hard to find. And you know we like cruised up like right as we were coming up, like someone was coming out. So we grabbed the door, walked in, you know, ran up the stairs and like showed up at his door. You know, it's like this epic red door there's a camera it's like do not disturb we're gonna call the cops you know all these things and we're like i don't know what to do man like don't it's like don't knock like don't knock don't knock don't knock you know it's like this and so i ended up like taking a sticker and like putting it on his door he has like a name place in case he nice that and stuck a little great story sticker there and we slid a bunch of stickers underneath the door and uh you know like at that point like knees are shaking and it's like this intense time but i was like this is, you know, this felt, it felt so right. Like, and nothing really ever happened out of it, but it, it was one of those moments where it was like, like this feed, this is where I'm supposed to, like, I was supposed to do this. And uh, so it, anyway, it was just like that kind of deep down, like terrifying, but equally amazing feeling of, of, of like being in the moment. And actually another side of that, it was the kind of the opposite side of that, like super high is the super low, right? And I was, it was last year, we were launching the Live a Great Story Guide 
which is a subscription accountability journal that we were building. And it was coming up to launch and I was driving to Native Hostel as I usually do. And, you know, it was just such an intense experience to launch that thing. And I just, I just freaking broke down in the car and was just sobbing like so, like so intensely and so emotionally, just like, just, just bawling. And it was this insane feeling of, of alignment that way too. But it was almost like the total downside of it. Like it wasn't so joyous and happy. It was like pain and struggle but like knowing that I was, it was kind of like the same thing, with like like grandfather's story, you know, it's just like, it was like, I was there and that was what I was supposed to be doing at that time. And uh, I mean, both those things are like, you know, it's like, that's how I think that's how, you know, you're on track, right. When you have those, like such an, like an intense feeling, like, like you got to chase that feeling, you know, when you get that intenseness and that like deep, down like visceral emotion like that's that's an indicator from the universe what, what are what are other stories i just i love listening to your stories because you've had just celebrities post about live a great story randomly and yeah what are other stories that that you kind of like look back on i think the coolest one of the coolest stories that happened very early on this was back in like 2016 i think um, actually it is in 2015 so this was about four years ago I was at a farmer's market here in Austin, Texas, and I was wearing a little great story hoodie. And this girl, this like woman tasked me and she's like, Hey, she like pointed to this girl over there. She's like, that girl wants to come talk to you or wants you to come talk to her about your shirt. And I was like, Oh, no, like I'll go talk to her. So I roll up and like, Hey, what's up? Just want to come say hi, you know? And she's like, yeah, like I saw your hoodie. I love Little Great Story. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. She's like, yeah, check it out. I have it tattooed on my arm. And she like lifts up her shirt and has this like Little Great Story. And it just like blew my mind in that moment. And uh, we, you know, we of course got to talking. And, you know, it turns out it was like <clears throat> I'd seen her photo on Instagram, her and her friend both got these tattoos on their triceps and uh and so i had seen the picture and then to see her in real life in such like a cool way and so fast forward like four years i'm here back in austin at acl doing this crazy like street interview style videos talking about you know austin texas and austin city limits and live great story and i'm like on camera with this mic you know tank top whatever like talking trash to a bunch of people like sticking mics in their faces and um, I'm like, you know, talking about Austin City Limits. And this girl runs up to me like, like ah! points to her, her uh, tricep, you know, her elbow. And like, there's a little great story tattoo. And this that other girl, Adrian's friend from the, yeah, her name's Lacey. And she just like happened to run up to me and like see me at that moment. And that's all on camera. And uh, it was just such an insane like an insane thing for it to happen then, you know, four years ago and then back with Lacey, just like wild. How does that feel to see that you, something you just created out of your head means so much to people that they would get it on their body tattooed? I mean, it's, it's kind of unexplainable. Like it's, it's such a surreal feeling to, to feel that way. And to, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool because, Oftentimes I feel like I'm part of the wave, right? Like even though, you know, I spray painted a little great story on a wall and it started spreading, 
and now it's turned into this like global brand, I'm still like a part of it. You know, like I still have the sticker on my phone and on my car and like I still wear the shirts and I feel equally as involved and like as a piece of the action from a participant standpoint as someone with a tattoo or, you know, someone that loves it. And so it's just really cool to like meet people like that and, and really just figure out who they are. You know what I mean? Like we're all doing our own thing and trying to figure out our own journey. And that's really like a big part of this for me is I love when other people are inspired and like on fire and they're stoked and they're just like loving life and, you know, live in their own great story. Like that inspires me. And, you know, a decade ago, I was asking people about their story and it just kind of all evolved, but I still feel that way. I love, like, I love listening to people and love, you know, hearing what excites them and what their journey is and what they're going through. And, and so meeting people in public who, you know, like have lived great story stickers or, you know, like this one time I was driving in traffic and I saw this girl with a live great story sticker on her car and I like drove, I hunted her down. I was like doing circles around the block with her. Like she totally knew I was chasing her. And she, uh, you know, she pulls in this parking lot. I pull into the parking lot, like throw it in the park and like run out, like knock on her window. And I like held up the stickers and she's like, ah, and I, like give her stickers. She's like, ah. And uh, it turns out this, this is like rad girl named Sarah. And she's, um, she plays a harp and, and she's cool. She came to the conference and, you know, like it's just it's just insane to to like connect with so many rad people through the process, and that's I think what other people love too. It's like if you wear a little great story shirt wherever, like people are going to ask you about it. You know, if you have a sticker on your water bottle and you go to a coffee shop, like people will point to it and comment and engage, and like that's the coolest part because that's like what it's all about. It's like other people and other people's stories. And if you wear a little great story sticker, Zach might hunt you down. <laughs> I'm coming for you. What What are other great, like, what are moments where, like, when you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is going to work just because of what it what you saw it meant to other people? Back in the early days, it was really, you know, it was, it was like 2014, 15. And so that was pretty early in, like, the Instagram days. So I would find hashtags or geotags of people that had posted the photos and the captions, you know, like people's raw emotion captions to it. Like that was like the biggest indicator. And that's what really kept me going. You're talking about like, what are the things that in the beginning, you know, and the doubt and like facing obstacles, it's like in the deepest moments of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. I would hop onto Instagram and there'd be someone's photo with like this insane, like emotional response caption and about how it had such an impact on them. And it would just boost me back up and, and keep me going. And so that happened a bunch, you know, or I get a DM from someone and they're like, thank you so much. Like, I love, love a great story. It inspired me, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And I'd be like, you know, thinking about stopping or, you know, in super self doubt. And that would just kind of give me this shot of energy to keep going. And so tons of stories like that from, from back in the day. And, you know, it's wild to think about that now. And, you know, I was, working at that bar in San Diego and you know I started passing out stickers and buttons to people and just kind of like I was a, I was a door guy so everybody would come in and they'd be like oh nice button and I'd take it off and hand it to them and I'd just like have more so I would just like, cycle through buttons all night and uh, this one dude had a sticker and you know he was a regular at the bar and 
like four years after that, I came, I went back to San Diego and he was at the bar and still had the same sticker on his phone. It was like one of the original black stickers. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> and uh, I was like, like, it was just insane. You know, first of all, he had like a three generation old iPhone part one, but also part two that he still had the live great story sticker on it all faded. You could like barely read it. And uh, just, just wild to, to kind of think back on all those like moments that, just kept boosting the journey, right? And kept inspiring me to keep going. What, what, what are like, these, these stories are so good. Like what are other crazy places where like you've seen people post stickers or the brand and, and you were just like, whoa. The coolest recent sticker I have, sticker story I have is that I was actually down in Nicaragua back in May, maybe about, yeah, back in like late April or early May. And I was in this random coffee shop in this random little city surf shop, San Juan del Sur. And, and I went in to get a coffee and I looked at this board and, you know, it was like a whatever and had all these stickers on it. I was kind of looking at all the stickers like I normally do. And there was a Live a Great Story sticker like already there. And that was the first time that I'd been like across the world in a different place. And I saw a sticker and that was, that was kind of one of the wildest moments and like that's the first time it's happened like that so intensely. Actually, I'll, I'm going to post that picture tonight. I haven't posted it yet, but I'll post that picture of the of that San Juan del Sur Live a Great Story sticker um, in that coffee shop because it was that's like a special one for sure. Yeah, that's just that's just amazing to hear. Kind of like creating something, and you, you talked about sort of not feeling like you're more of a participant in this, right? So like, talk about that, like. When you, when you create something and, and you feel like it's yours and then you see other people take it and adapt it and make it their own, what what is that like? And yeah, just that part of it. I think the cool, like thinking about why Live a Great Story has such an impact on people, it kind of comes down to a couple things. Really like live, what is living? You know, it's like, how do you define what your life is? what is great, you know, it's like, how do you define what life is, but like, what makes it great? And then also like, what's your story? Like, how does that all weave together to become something that is, you know, worthy of, of a journey, you know, like when I was talking about um, in, the, in the very beginning, when I spray painted a little great story for the first time ever, that same night, I spray painted two more things. And one of them said, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? And I think that that's like a cool, like, you know, would you read, if, if, if you wouldn't read your life's story, right? Like if you wouldn't go to the movie and watch it, like, is it good? Is it great? You know? <laughs> and so I think, but that definition of, of those three things, life, you know, living, what is living, what is great and what's your story. There's so many different versions and like descriptions and, you know, explanations of that. And so it's really cool that like, so many people can live a great story. So many people can live it in their own unique and authentic way that it's like an infinite phrase. And so it's really cool to see how people personalize it. And especially we do all these surveys and, you know, people's responses from, you know, amputees to, you know, travelers to, you know, people that have lost loved ones or have gone through health crises. Like all of that is, is really cool to like understand how it, what it means for different people. So we're, we're coming towards the end. We, we've talked about the journey. We've talked about the ups and downs. We've talked about how you're not going to quit. 
and we'll make sure of that. What's next for, in a meta way, the live a great story story? It's a good question. And I think, you know, if you would ask me about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, my answer would have been really different. And I think now it's, it's really, it's really doubling down on the community side. It's like, we have a ton of customers. We have a ton of people on our social media, but it's like, how can we tie all those people together? You know, how can we go deep? You know, we've gone pretty wide. We've, we've, you know, a lot of customers, a lot of, you know, spread, but now it's like more about depth. And so it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a new approach that I've like reading through all these surveys and answers and, you know, talking to people. It's like, okay, like we have enough people to do something really big and like to make like another big splash somehow. How do we do that? And so, you know, live a great story. I always say is like stories and media like gear, products, apparel, accessories, whatever, and then events. And so now, you know, it's like, that's still always going to be kind of the the three legs of the stool and like the continual aspiration of building like a really, you know, awesome storytelling media company that shares inspiring stories from people across the world. And then we also create great gear that really inspires people. And then we bring all those people together in real life. So that's always the, 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 like, you know, kind of the North star, like the cluster of stars that we're moving towards. But now it's like, we have enough people to kind of make a big dent in that. And, and so how can we assemble the, the troops and like really rally everybody together to, to, you know, come together and see where that can take us. And, and what would that look like? Cause I think a lot of people talk about impact. So let's say like you're looking, you're time traveling one to three years out and you're looking back and it's what's, what's happened what would make you go, wow, this was amazing? You know, I, I, it's a good question. I think, I think creating dialogue between people, like connecting people with other people in the community is going to be a big big one because we have a lot of fragments right now. So people are on Instagram or they're on Facebook or they're, you know, in our private Facebook group, but like people aren't talking, you know, they're not, talking to each other. They're not connecting with strangers. They're not, you know, talking about common themes. And so I think, you know, looking back in 2022, back on the end of 2019, it's like, okay. Or like the beginning of 2020, it's like, that's when, that's when we like connected people, right? We have tens of thousands of people, but they're not connected. And if we can connect them, which has been, which we've tried, but like now I think we have like enough people and enough ideas and enough life under our belts to like really focus on connecting those people and creating more of a community together. Not so much like, yes, we have a community that pays attention to us, but how can we create a community that pays attention to each other? I think in the sort of like world of influencers and fame that we live in, there's so much of like talking at people and not two people um, with people talk, talk with, people. with yeah like let's talk together like let's have a dialogue like i want to listen to you i want to share i want to listen to this person you should talk to this person i think that's what the that's what the conference was about you know it's like let's talk together you know like what and that's what i don't know what that looks like right now but um that's what i'm kind of embarking on with this like 
survey feedback conversation loop is like, where do you think this should go? Where, where can we take this together? Why have you bought hundreds of stickers? You know, why do you wear a shirt? Like, how can we get other people into that? And like to, to connect you with other people who are aligned with your ideas. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that would be like such a great note to end on because we started about talking about the unknown and in some ways we're still talking about what it looks like, but for you, it is the unknown that you're exploring. So for people listening, if they want to learn more and maybe they want to help you in your mission to connect people, where can they go to find out more? Livegreatstory.com is our website, but most definitely the best way to get into this and is to send me a DM on Instagram with your face. Like send me a video DM. Just be like, yo, what up, Zach? I heard you on the podcast. I'm a creator and I want to chat. I want to hear about you. Like send me your face-to-face DM. Let, let me like look at you. I'll send one back. I love sending video DMs, you know, like especially in this digital world. It's like we're on a podcast right now, like talking to each other face to face, right? And like, I think we lose a bunch of that. And so definitely just like hit the, hit the live, live great story, Instagram, send me a DM with a video and uh, let's chat and figure out how we can spread the inspiration. So if you're listening, go to Instagram right now, look up live a great story and send Zach a DM and he will send you a video back. And if you're really nice, he might send you some stickers and other gear. I will send you stickers. If you do this, I promise you some stickers will be headed your way. All right. There's the challenge. Let's, let's, let's make it a challenge. How, let's say like the first X number of people who message you, what, what would be that number? If you message me and say that you heard this unconscious creators and shot Sasha told you to tell Zach to send me a DM or whatever, I will send you for it forever. <laughs> forever. Awesome, man. Thank you for just being so open and sharing your journey and, and creating a brand that's inspired so many people. And I'm looking forward to just seeing how this progress is. And we're both in awesome and just seeing how your journey goes. So just keep thank it going, you for being bro. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, it's Sachit again. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure you thank our guests and let them know what you thought. There's easy links to all of their social media, Twitter, Instagram, everything else in the show notes. Secondly, make sure you head on over to creators.show to get new episodes, exclusive guides, partner deals, and additional bonuses. See you next week.